Welcome to Foundational Thoughts, the podcast of the Missouri Baptist Foundation. My name is Neil, your host, and today we're starting a brand new series with a new friend of mine, and we're going to be talking about money in the church, and this is John Hessel with me. So, John, thanks for joining with me today. My privilege. Awesome. And you are a pastor, and we are recording right here in the church that you are leading. And what church is this? This is First Baptist Church of Oakville. It's in South St. Louis County. Okay. And how long have you been here as pastor? I've been here over 10 years as pastor. Oh, really? And... Uh, came as interim pastor. Okay, was here for a year and a half, and then they just decided to make me permanent. Oh, permanent interim. Goodness, so that, wow! That that's uh, you know it's always exciting to be invited someplace, but then to be invited to stay—that's a whole other ball game. Absolutely, isn't it? and but, I'm very grateful. But you have been in ministry for a little bit longer than those ten years, and you've kind of done a couple of different things. You've been in pastoral ministry for mm-hmm. many years, but you've also done something. Um, that's a little interesting, I think. Tell me about your background when it comes to fundraising related to churches. Okay. Uh, That started uh, back in 1976. I was pastoring in Illinois and was recruited by our state stewardship director to assist uh, churches and local associations in Illinois with uh, stewardship emphases, budget planning and stewardship promotion, that kind of thing. And in the course of that, um, was invited to go to Colorado to work with uh, pastors from all over the country, really. And uh, we did sort of a blitz for two weeks in Colorado. And I got an opportunity to meet folks from Nashville and other places that that were really involved in stewardship. And so that gave me an inroad and an introduction that became valuable later. Uh, In 1987, I was pastor of First Baptist Church of West Frankfort in southern Illinois. And um, our church was needing to build uh, that they had tried to build for 20 years. Mm. And the obstacle they never could get past was how will we pay for it? Mm. That's kind of a big obstacle in most projects. It it, it is, (laughs) you know, and in fact, money is probably the biggest obstacle in so many cases. Mm -hmm. And, And it's sad because... God is faithful, and he provides resources for what he leads us to do. Mm. But until we see it, sometimes it's difficult to trust him mm. to that regard. And anyway, the, the church there, uh, we began to grow, and they began talking about building again. And I had researched what had happened historically three other times. Wow. They had decided to build and then decided not to build. And every time, it was over the money. Mm. So when we came to that point, under my leadership, instead of saying, well, we don't know how we'll pay for it, I said, let's find out. We did a capital stewardship campaign with a consultant out of Nashville, and uh, uh, he came, did a wonderful job with our church, and 18 months later, we dedicated the building they'd been dreaming about for 20 years. Wow. And so that was my introduction to capital stewardship. In the course of that relationship, um, he and I became very good friends. He recruited me and then trained me to do some other capital campaigns in Illinois. And then a couple of years later, he decided to retire, Mm -hmm. and he recommended me to the Stewardship Commission, one of the agencies that no longer exist in our convention, but um, recommended me to them. And I became a national consultant in uh, a program called Together We Build. And so I worked primarily in the Midwest, Missouri, Illinois, uh, did a lot of work in Ohio and uh, uh, overall did 148 campaigns under their leadership. 
And in 1995, my wife and I felt the Lord was leading us back into the pastorate. Um, I had started as a pastor, and my passion and my calling was to preach the word, and I never was able to escape that. Mm. The years that I worked for the convention as a consultant, I went from one interim to another because it was the closest thing to being a pastor that I could find. (laughs) And uh, that was a real blessing. But then uh, uh, in 1995, I felt the Lord leading us. I was interim pastor of a mission congregation of First Baptist Church of Ellisville. And uh, they asked me if I would be their pastor. So I resigned my appointment with the agency, became their pastor full time. And I was a little bit frustrated about why did God give me 10 years of spiritual gifts and experiences and, and grow me in these skill sets that now I wouldn't be using. And the answer came about six months later when a local architect said, hey, here's a church that needs capital assistance. Would you be willing to do a capital campaign? The result of that is John Hessel Associates. Mm -hmm. And uh, since 1995, I've done over 100 capital campaigns, most of those in Missouri and Illinois. And it's, it's really been a blessing because I have seen not only in my stewardship work going back to the 1970s, but in my capital stewardship work, how God has blessed in so many ways when people just learn to trust him and walk by faith. Now, when you started, did you have a financial background or a fundraising background before you went into this role? Other really than didn't. My, my background is strictly ministry. Okay. Uh, I started pastoring when I was 18 years old and in college, a small rural congregation. And uh, in fact, uh, just a couple of years ago, this church was kind enough to celebrate my 50 years of pastoral ministry. Oh, wow. So it's, it's been a joy ride all along. And, and I never did escape that. So mm-hmm. when I approach stewardship, whether it's in, in terms of general stewardship, budget planning and, and promotion, or capital stewardship, I approach it from a ministry perspective rather than from a business or financial one. Now, and I think that's a positive thing for Does the everybody church. do that, though, when we come about the church financial campaign, capital stewardship? Because, you know, there's, there are those guys out there who are advertising, hey, come, we can help you raise, you know, X amount of dollars mm-hmm. for your church and ministry. Uh, are, are all those guys good? Most of them you found are pretty good, or are there some we got to be watching out for? No, I think most of them uh, have a high level of integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite honestly, the ones that don't, don't last very long okay. because the word gets out about them. And well, as you know, so. preachers talk. And <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, there's a weeding out process. But I do think there's a difference in the approach that's taken. Um, some are focused on the capital campaign for the capital campaign's purpose. Okay. When I work with a church, I'm focused on the capital campaign to benefit the whole ministry of the church, not just building a building or not just the success of the capital campaign. And occasionally I've encountered consultants who use methods to make their results look better than they actually were uh, for the benefit of the capital campaign, but at the cost of other ministries of the church. And, and I feel that when I work with a church, if they do a capital campaign under my leadership, I want to be sure that the other ministries of that church thrive as well uh, because I've really gained nothing if I go in and can do a, quote, successful capital campaign, and then the church has to clean up the mess after I'm gone. Mm. And, and there is a cost to these things. And if we don't lead well with integrity, trying to care for the individual, there can be a cost far beyond dollars when it comes to a response to a capital campaign. Because I can imagine some who might be listening to us going, okay, there it is, a couple of preachers talking about money and getting money from people. 
And we don't always have great examples on television for televangelists, or well, I'm not sure we have great examples about anything on television <laughs> anymore. Uh, but uh, some damage can really be done there uh, with, an, with an improperly done, wrongly motivated capital campaign, but done properly for the right reasons, right motivation. You've seen some pretty amazing ministry success, not just sticks and bricks, though that's necessary, at least it seems to be in North America, but you've seen some real, real revival breakout in the midst of those things, haven't you, over the years? I have. I have. I have letters in my file that I cherish from pastors who said, you know, our capital campaign was a time of spiritual renewal in the life of our church. And uh, again, when you, when you lead people and teach people to walk by faith more than by sight, there is a blessing built into that just automatically. And, and when the trust level is at the point of money, um, uh, you know, if, if you're working with a church and you're working from the right motive, and you're using methods that are biblical and respectful of the church, and you're anticipating that it's not what you do that measures the results, it's what God does through you, mm-hmm. then it's going to be a blessing, and it's going to be a success. And, and the, like you said earlier, it's not really so much about the money. It's about people's lives, because um, as, as people grow in their trusting God as he leads them to give beyond what they may have been giving before. It's not just in the giving, it's in realizing that God is faithful to his promises. And I've had folks come back to me after a capital campaign and and say, uh, you know, uh, my husband and I or my wife and I made a covenant with God Mm -hmm. and we decided we were going to give this amount, which was really a stretch for us. And we didn't know how we were going to do it. And guess what happened? And then they would tell me, I got a raise or uh, got a new job or God blessed in some other way. And, and the blessing, Neil, is compounded twice hmm. because they're not only blessed because God has demonstrated his faithfulness to his word to them, but they're blessed because when they've learned to trust God with their money, it's easier to trust God with other things as well. Mm-hmm. And, and in my own experience as a pastor as well as in stewardship is the last arena for many Christians to really learn to trust God and to walk by faith is in the area of finance. Wow. And, and oftentimes, it seems to me from my limited experience that sometimes that's the best place for him to grow us when it comes to finances and it may be even some reading that I've been doing and really processing because of what we do at the foundation. You know, we're partially designed to develop and manage and distribute funds, but it's really not a money issue. It's a discipleship issue. And it seems like that there's only certain things that God can do when I'm handing him something that's of value to me over to him and trusting him. It seems like that he can only do that and do that discipleship in my heart when it's talking about money, and yet you've said it's probably the last area that we give up to him. It is many times. And so that's a real challenge to talk about money in the church because uh, a lot of people who have a tendency to think maybe if they go to church every once in a while, the preacher's just trying to get my money, and I think you'd probably agree with me. We're not really interested in the money so much as we're interested in your heart, and we are trying to get your heart. Mm-hmm. And these capital campaigns, you're saying, could be another great way for a pastor or a church to get to the heart of his people through finance. Well, one of the problems that pastors face is most of us are salaried. And so when we talk about giving in the church, 
some people immediately associate that with our salary. And, and so I think that's oftentimes why pastors can be shy about that. But the unfortunate thing is if I, as a pastor, am shy about preaching to my congregation the truth of God's word about my giving, my stewardship, and God's promises, then I would deny my congregation a very important aspect of their walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've been doing these, counting the time that I was with the uh, Stewardship Commission, over 35 years. I've done over 250 capital campaigns. And I don't ever have a problem if I talk with a pastor or a congregation and they're convinced that it's God's will for them to undertake a capital project of some type to say to them, if God is leading you to do it, God is leading you to find the most biblical way possible to underwrite it. And in the course of doing that, I actually promise them the blessings you receive will far exceed the money that you raise. And you are then suggesting as a teaser for our next uh, gathering here, next episode, that the most biblical way to, excuse me, raise funds for a project could well be a capital campaign? I don't know of any better way, and I don't know of any more economical way either, because when you consider the, uh, even at today's more favorable interest rates, what banks or lending institutions charge to realize that there is a biblical way that a church can avoid or significantly diminish the amount of interest they pay. Quick example before we close, if a church simply borrows a 20-year note to build a building, chooses simply to make the payments every month. As a member of one committee told me some years ago, we really don't need to do a capital campaign. The bank says we can have all the money we need. <laughs> and, and sure enough, they gave it to them. But what they don't realize is over the course of 20 years, they will pay for that building three times. Mm -hmm. They pay twice as much for the money as they pay for the building. And I just believe there is, from the standpoint of faithful stewardship, a much better way, more efficient, more effective, and I believe more biblical as well. Well, we're going to talk about that way and what a capital campaign is, maybe what it's not, and whether or not you should be considering that based on where your ministry is. Today I've been with John Hessel, who is a part of John Hessel and Associates, and he is related to not just being a pastor, though he is, and a great pastor at that, but also helps churches make disciples through a financial strategy and through stewardship. And thanks, John, for joining me today, and we'll listen to you next time on our next podcast of the Missouri Baptist Foundation. This is Foundational Thoughts with your host, Neil Franks. Thank you.